0: Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us for the podcast to the mat wrestling real talk where we talk about today's wrestling what's happened in the world of wrestling and we come along for the ride of this crazy world of wrestling. I'm your host Leroy and thanks for for tuning in this week and thank you for the support. Yes, I know we're usually out on Sundays and I always say before the day's over on Sunday and if you were looking at us, I do apologize should have said something the week before, but ran into a little bit of technical difficulties. I thought I was going to get the podcast recorded during the week. I was not able to. I usually record it late Saturday, so this way we're up to date when I published it on Saturday, uh, Sunday. We were on a little trip, which I will talk about in the other podcast if you're interested. And I just ran out of time. Everything... Everything ran into everything and we just ran completely out of time. So we will be talking about the two podcasts that will be released Monday before the day's over. I know it's a day late and a little bit late in the day, but hey, got to do what we got to do to get things done, right? So we had a lot of interesting things that happened over the last few days in professional wrestling. So, of course, we will speak about that, but we have to give a very special thanks a very special, um, what do you call it? Hand to our man, the one and only, John Moxley. We actually had a week where no one breathed on John Moxley and he bleeded. Because usually you just have to bleed on the man and all of a sudden, boom, he bleeds. So we look like we are not going to have blood this week so that's pretty cool so it was nice to see a match where John Moxley didn't feel like he had to cut himself open for no damn apparent reason so that is a very good relief because every other match we see him bleed you breathe on him he bleeds he trips he bleeds I don't know so I don't know what is the deal with that but uh yeah we have a lot of interesting things going on with good old John Moxley there. Now, if you saw this past week, and hopefully we can, um, you know, keep the non-bleed cause going with Mr. Moxley there. And if you saw this past week on Dynamite, we had good old Kenny Omega and he was versing versed um, let's see if i can get this right the it's dvikno the Vicano? the the vingo whatever you saw it you know who the hell i'm talking about so we had a nice little match now we do have a lot of people Complaining about that and There was a lot of people now of course This is not The match for everybody uh, You know by far night uh, Let me see here. We have highs. Oh, it's El Hilo del Vicano. if you've not seen the match you need to see it. Now, there has been some complaints around the world of wrestling stating that it was a non-wrestling match because it was a high-flying, a lot of over-the-top rope moves and stuff like that, which actually turned around and was kind of a not, I guess you would say, a technical wrestling match. Now, mind you, wrestling has evolved to many, many different things and the high-flying is one of those things it has metamorphosis into so uh the uh the vicano however you want to say his name i i, I don't know Hijo del vicino i think he is the triple a mega champion and arrived on the u.s television for the first time as he faced Kenny Omega in a spectacular match, which ended with um, the Combat Club. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think our boy um, John Moxley bled in that one either. As we saw in the beginning, we saw the um, Young Bucks beaten up, or meant, I'm sorry, the British, the Combat Club, the Blackpool Combat Club attacking the Young Bucks and them going out in the ambulance with. Um, Hangnail Adam page uh, not eh, not someone I care to see wrestling per se I'm not a big fan of good old hangnail Adam page the Virginian cowboy there so they did leave in the beginning so at the end of course we had the dramatic ambulance sounds and here comes Adam page to the rescue as he comes to save Kenny and as the um, what you call it, the Black Bull Combat Club attacked him, so we had a standoff kind of with uh, everybody there, which is pretty interesting. So, if nothing else, we got that out of it. But I know a lot of people, as and come on, if you grew up in my era of wrestling, you know the fact of what you call it, of the Luchadors when they first came over and they were wrestling. And it it's, you know, it's something out there. It's high-flying moves. It's crazy moves. And honestly, we've seen on American TV, we've seen Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miro, who is his brother. We saw a lot of magnificent matches and heads off to our boy Penta as he faced Powerhouse Hobbs this past um, Rampage, which was a really great match. And... I don't know, a lot of people saying, you know, Penta had it, and I have to tend to agree with them. He did kind of have it there, but he kind of got robbed. But Um, Vicino, we're just going to call him Vicino for now. The man who faced Kenny. um, Hitting like a hurricane here in the point, and it was amazing. The dude is just a 450 second rope. I mean, the craziness and... The complete and utter disregard and madness that he showed out there was wild, man. It was just completely and utterly wild to watch. I enjoyed it. Just crazy moves. Off the second row, onto the top row, off the top row. Walking... The... When you've seen... Back in the day, when you're watching WCW and ECW, you see Rey Mysterio, who's a luchador. One of the first luchadors to come to America. And... Among others, of course, but he was the, you know, the big guy who did the big, not big guy, but you know, the big name, I guess you should say, was a better analogy of the situation. But you saw Rey Mysterio come here and show us what he could do, which was positively freaking amazing and really made you look and think about it. It was just wild to watch, but he, he was really, really amazing. So, you know... What else can I say? And it's just been brought up a level more... Every now and then we've seen such... We've seen... um, uh, You know, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis... um, Super Crazy... All these different luchadors who came here to show us their style that they do in Mexico. And it is a style... A professional wrestling that not everybody used to. So it is something different. And a lot of people, oh, it's not wrestling, not wrestling, not wrestling. You know what? All the talking's not wrestling either, but hey. I absolutely do enjoy this. Does it have a place in professional wrestling? Yes, it does. It does have a place in professional wrestling because it is a style that's out there. It's... I know a lot of people say, oh, it's not like the holds and the moves and it's just flips and flops and bounces and this and da-da-da. Yes and no. Yes, they do a lot of bouncing and jumping and all this other stuff. That's 100% completely and utterly true. I will not downplay that or say that anybody is wrong when they refer to that style of wrestling as that. Does some people do it more than others? Yes. There is luchadores out there that will completely leave you sitting there with your hand in your head, mind-blowing, and thinking, what the hell did I just watch? So, yeah, there is a complete and utter different style to everything, and that shows. so, <sighs> So, you know, it's just completely and utterly amazing. And Kenny Omega, no, he's not a luchador, I understand. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you can't refer to Kenny as a luchador. No, he is not a luchador. He has wrestled in AAA and in New Japan and all like that. So there is, you know, you know, there there is a thing out there. That makes you I guess you could refer to him in a way as I wouldn't say a luchador, but kind of like um what do you call it? Like a compliment to a luchador style of wrestling. He doesn't do the high flying moves as Del Vicano or Rey Ray Phoenix who you know, when we saw Ray, we were completely, utterly amazed. And we thought, couldn't get no better. And then more and more came out. And then the people that came out just recently are Penta, you know, Pentagon Jr. And Ray Phoenix, brother Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix more so than Penta. Just absolutely, like, you sit there mind blown. And then now Del Vicano, which is another amazing character, so... There it is a lot out there, a lot to be said about that. So now that we talked about those two Delve elements, as I was looking here to just see if there's anything with catch-up, we have WWE booking. There's an article that just showed up in my feed. WWE booking. Cody Rose booking. So strong that made FTR reveal relevant their future plans or reveal their future plans. Sorry about that. When Cody Rhodes returned to WWE after the big falling out with AEW, there was no telling how would handle. And this man was still running the show and didn't think it would have a surprise. Anyone Cody was, was um, trending at a second rate star simply by he was doing for his comeback. That's not all what has ended up happening instead He won every match in his fantastic series with Seth Rollins, was injured out for a number of months, then came back with a win in the Royal Rumble, and is now just a week away from headlining WrestleMania 39, where he's probably going to end Roman Reigns' historical run of the WWE Universal Championship. Our interest parties who has watched all the play out is FTR who have deci- who have decisions come out regarding their future? Cody's booking, as Dax told Nick Huss- Houseman of House Wrestling, made them valorate their future. So WWE could have snatched up him up and really done whatever they wanted to, because he wouldn't be able to come back to AEW. But seeing that they took him seriously and they have allowed him to be a big star definitely had me and cash analyzing if we more than we would have to be they have done a great job with him cody has done a great job with himself too he has been given the opportunity but it's all it is all about what you do with that opportunity that tells everything but he lives he leaves himself out there the man is very very close with Cody we talk probably at least every week or so and I'm very proud of him and I'm sure he's proud of us as well but yes it has definitely made us look at things as a possibility as a future If we could just number of days to go that Hardwood and FTR have decided that their future plans and AEW television beauty brought the future into KFAB the other night we're getting every we're getting closer and closer to the end so it kind of teased right there that article but it didn't give us a true statement now i read that because i actually had it written down here to talk about you know ftr and cm punk which are both things in the wrestling news and a lot of people are looking at it now, I know Coley Rose is doing good over there. I mean, he's been back just a short time. So, you know, he is doing a good job over there. Not, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he hasn't. Not saying that at all. What I am saying, though, is that it still remains to be seen what's going to happen next. And which direction they head with him. So... I wouldn't hang my hat on the fact that they're making him the next big thing or the superstar or whatever just quite yet i still think there's a lot more stuff to go out there and do and see what happens if he does win the title if he does in fact win the title as everybody seems look it looks like it's aiming towards which like always we can never tell 100 so there is the possibility it cannot go that way and it could just be a swerve and he doesn't end up with the title which like I said, when he was in WWE before, when he was in New Japan, in Ring of Honor, all the places he's been, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say the guy is a bad worker, I'm not going to say the guy's just bad or anything like that. He's not quite what I like, I'm not a fan. So that being said, I... Kind of look at this with kind of an outside view Not a, a fan Like a big fan of his type of view So I have A way different strategy And different way of life of looking or Different vision of Looking at him so It still remains seen, to be seen Honestly But with the whole thing With FTR I honestly Honestly deep down Inside believe it's a complete and utter work. They're not going to WWE. Every bit of this smells of a work. They're staying in AEW. I really wish they would. Because I'm just... Not saying that the, that WWE hasn't done a good job with Cody Rhodes. I can't say that because they did. But I honestly do not think they will do the same job. And they, they could prove me wrong. Because I thought they were going to prove me wrong with Cody. But... I don't think they're going to do the same for FTR. They were there before. And it just, you know... It was just completely and utterly, you know... Bizarre. I I didn't... You know. They were there before. They were treated pretty badly. They did have the belts at one point in Nexus and all that. But I didn't like anything they did with them, to be honest. And I don't like the way it would be going this way either. So I'd really hope it's a work, like I said, and I really think it is a work. And we come out with CNFTR still in AEW. Not to say that AEW has done an ingenious, wonderful thing with their run. No, not at all. But listen, everybody makes mistakes. Look at Cody Rhodes. When he was in WWE before, they made him... You know, um, Stardust and all this other jazz, and he was a complete and utter weird mess. So, you know, either or could go either way, but I really think their best bet is to be in AEW, and AEW can do a lot with them, honestly. So, that moves us on to the other Bion who is up for decision, and he has been talking about Jericho and our bleeding boy, John Moxley. I honestly think CM Punk as well is a work. And he's coming back to AEW. Now, I really think the man wants to wrestle. I highly doubt we would ever see him, ever, ever see him go back to WWE. Now, I know Dax and Cash saying they're great friends with Cody. But don't forget, they're close friends with CM Punk as well. And I really, really don't see CM Punk going that direction. I really don't. I'd be very, very surprised if, if they he did. I really don't see him going in that direction. I never would. And I just see him coming back to AEW soon. The injury should be all healed up. He should be one hundred and fifty percent ready to go. So I, I honestly think he will be there, and AEW is not going anywhere. To be honest I think they're both And that is I really think A good good thing For AEW They really need These seasoned veterans Who really know how to work And who are really big stars In the business I think they really really that, that That is my feeling Um, So Now I will talk about One promotion And then the other As far as promos go The other day When we had MJF come out for his bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, I mean, sorry, it's a bar mitzvah. I got it mixed up a little bit, I know that. <laughs> it's a bar mitzvah, so he came out for his re mitzvah, and it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it, I thought it was cool. Um, It did lead up to something for sure, and we had Darby Allen. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and um, what you call it, Sammy Guevara, come out now. Honestly, I don't care for Sammy Guevara. I'm not gonna hide that. I'm not gonna say I do. I don't care from. I didn't care from him from the beginning. He kind of seems like a sleazy dirtbag, and it kind of came out that he is a sleazy dirtbag. So he kind of, you know. Showed his true colors if you will And You know I just think that He showed his true colors But but He did work with what he had And he did a decent promo So definitely You know Hats off to him And everything I think it was good His part was good He did play off of his sliminess, sliminess, and it was good. And it was a bunch of good, um, original people that was in the um, in the original opening of AEW before they had like real major stars like CM Punk and all. So it was good. He was definitely, definitely good. Was Sammy Guevara. He did play off what he had to play off of. And he did a good job of it. So I think it was just good, good promo with all of them. MJF is absolutely, positively one of the best promos out there. Uh, we've seen his interactions with... Um, what's his name? Uh, CM Punk. And the whole fighting with the greatest in the world and all that. That was amazing. That was completely and utterly amazing. And if you haven't seen the promo, definitely go on and check it out. You can Google or go on to YouTube and check out the promo for 100% sure. I've seen it a couple of times now. It's this really cool, really great promo. Like I said, Sammy Guevara did a really good job on it. And he sounded amazing. So is you know is it was this a, a really good promo and you know these guys are supposed to be the pillars of professional wrestling of AEW not professional wrestling but you know he is supposed to be one of the four pillars as well as MJF is so it was really nice to see a promo done like that because you have your four original guys not former WWE guys or whatever um Jack Perry, Jungle Jack Perry Whatever you want to refer to him It was good for what it was Like everybody says The man has no emotion He's a good wrestler, he's a good worker He's got a great gimmick But the promo's not there It's not there Hasn't been there I don't know, will it be there? I don't know If it will eventually come out He is extremely monotone and talks like he's just telling you something and reading off a cue card. So that was the downfall of all of them playing off of each other. Darby Allen. If you could have Darby Allen's passion and ability, well, not even ability because, like I said, Jack Perry is a good worker, but if you could have Darby Allen's passion for it, Implanted into Jack Perry. He'd be a really, really good package. He's not a huge guy. But he's not a small guy. He's a good worker. He's a pretty damn good wrestler and everything. So, definitely good to have there. So don't get me wrong. But Darby Allen was 100% other than MJF was the star of the show. He has... A real amazing amount of passion for the business. Really amazing amount of passion on the microphone. He's really great. And him and MJF stole the show. It was a great promo. And a lot of people are talking about it. And if you did not see it, please go see it. Now, that brings us over to the other side with WWE and their promo between Cody and Roman. And Cody started off the promo with, Dusty's not coming out here. And that's another promo. It is out there on Google or YouTube. Wherever you like to f- look at it. So definitely go check it out. It is another amazing, amazing promo. So definitely go check it out. And see it if you have not yet. And you'll be amazed. I'm, I'm not going to go too much into all these promos. because Simply because of the fact of... You got to see it. You really need to see it to believe it. It was really good. These are really, really good promos. And these both companies did an amazing job on the promos. So go check both of them out. Tell me in the description down below what you thought of them. Are they good? Are they bad? Are you indifferent? Is one better than the other? I think they're both completely and utterly amazing. So I don't think one outweighs the other one per se in it. So definitely check both of them out because they're both really, really good promos. And they show the strength. Now, what is the difference between them? The difference is is Cody and Roman... Or older guys doing this. Not to take anything away from. How good they are. Because they are good promos. And good wrestlers and good workers. Not Roman so much. I don't really care for Roman. But other than that. You know. It is what it is. And you know. He's not the most amazing. Guy in the world or whatever. So. Take it for what it is. And look at it for what it is. I guess you would say. But, you know. Now, on the other hand, like I said, they were both really good promos for, for their in their own ways and for their own companies. So think about the fact that the other channel has the young, up-and-coming guys who did such an amazing job. Even Jack Perry reading off his monotone thing was good. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um... Look at both of them. Tell me what you think. We'll talk more about them next week. Because they were really amazing promos. But we just have so much time in this show. And we're running out. Um, (laughs) So that was definitely. And hopefully after WrestleMania. We will finally have a close. To the 150 year. um, Storyline of the Bloodline. And Cody. Because. God. It is getting. Atrociously long and annoying. So definitely I would love. To see the end of that, that would be great. So, also, um, finally, Rey Mysterio has finally done it. After another long, 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 ongoing hundred year storyline, he has finally hit Dominic. Now, we all know it was comedy. We all know it was a good job the way they did it. Don't get me wrong. Was it played? It was dragged out too much? Yes. Was done good. Not giving them any you know, bad points on that, it was done, good points, but, again, CM Punk stole the show, and he's not even there, or at least we hope he's not, we hope he's going back to EW, but he stole the show, said, I wanted to do this for the last 10 years, because as, if you remember, he was in the ring, tormenting Bray's family during one of their storylines, and basically, he was playing all the stereo, the storyline, and definitely 100% keeping K-Fab. So one more thing before we close out the show. We saw Gunther versus the little guy over there of the Basham the um, Bang Brothers or Brother Bang or Banging Brothers. Whatever the hell you want to call them. Until they realized that it was a porn site and said, wait a minute, we can't call them this. But... um that little guy, what's his name, Brutus, uh, not Brutus, I'm thinking of what Jim Cornette calls the other one, but, um, you know, uh, over there in WWE. why can't I think of the man's name, but it is the Bang, uh, Brothers, or whatever they're calling them now, But we have them, we have, uh, where we here? We have good old Sheamus and Rich Holland. And what was the other guy's name? I'm trying to look it up right now. because Let's see, right here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Because we got to close, we're getting close to that. Anyway, whatever they called the dude, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but, um, Butch, there you go, got it finally, Butch, who was Pete Dunne originally, but we finally had Butch versus Gunther, but if you remember back to Nexus, they actually faced each other before, so... (laughs) it's kind of a played out and um, I guess they're just played hoping for the fact that everybody has old timers or lack of, not to make fun of old timers but um, lack of memory or something or just had their head in the sand or some shit because they completely acted like it never happened which I thought was hilarious hopefully I'm not the only one so next week, join us next week we talk more about this stuff as it develops but um, and of course Wrestlemania next weekend. so we'll have to talk about that Um, So please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us where you find all your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Pod, and your Apple Pod, wherever you find that. I'm not too familiar with Apple. I'm your host, Leroy, and thank you so much for listening and joining us. I really do appreciate it. And like always, have a great day and a great week.